I mean, honestly, like you're my day one A one, and like I'm so happy to have you on the podcast because you're like one of my favorite people on the entire planet, uh-huh. and the fact that I get to share you with the world, I'm like, y'all motherfuckers need to know, okay? Like people that are just, I don't know, like your spirit is one of those things that like I feel like money is just can't buy like it's so priceless and your attitude for life has always been just so positive and just so relaxed and just like I don't know like I've never really seen you even like super pissed off or even like sad like it's very rare and like you never get sick and it's just like you just always you know I don't know, or like radiating like good vibes and energy. And anybody that knows you, I feel like will a hundred percent agree that Jakisha is like just an incredible person to be around. But how are you doing? Like how how are you on this blessed Sunday? You know, God's day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I appreciate that. But your girl there, you know, cooling out for the most part. I feel it. I feel it. How are you? Me, I'm doing good. You know, like it's cold. It's oh, very yeah. cold. It's getting, it's chillier, and my plants are struggling. <laughs> They're like turning, over and I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm like, I cannot have y'all die right now. Like, please get it together. But like, it's cold. It's definitely cold. You know, it's, it's and it's about to get colder. No, I hope not. I February really, is right around the corner. I feel it, but I mean, it's okay. Like. It's it's been interesting because Washington and climate change has been eye opening. Mm-hmm. I feel like like this state never used to really be so extreme, but I think like with climate change and everything, like there's just been a lot more like winter storms. So like there's a lot more snow than usual, mm-hmm. or like in the summers it's hotter. But right now it's like yeah, very cold, but it's doable. You know, it's not like in Michigan where it's negative and like mofos are really going through it you know here if it snows then like everything shuts down and they're like ah, the snow, yeah. you know as if they'd never seen it before and i'm like guys like okay i understand we got some slopes but um it's one less to deal with yeah that is true i like it in the sense of like people like don't go to work like they're just like yeah don't go nowhere i'm like i could get used to this oh wow y'all get like, like state of emergencies often uh, I wouldn't say it's often, but it's like they'll close roads a lot, especially in like Seattle and like areas where it's a lot more hilly, like slope wise. Because like, interestingly enough, and this is a like completely off topic, but like the whole city of like Seattle was like burnt to the ground and like built on top oh, of. Wow. So there's like a whole underground city mm-hmm. because apparently like Seattle used to be so slow that it was like impo- it was like so difficult to move around and so they had to like build up on the land because it was just like ridiculous uh-huh. you know like just how steep things were and I'm telling you even now like the way that I've been seeing some of these people parking on the side of the road I'm like lord <laughs> give me strength because I don't know I don't know how these people do it like it's just slanted like on it I'm just like oh this is giving me stress right now yeah, but damn. because of that like if it snows and things ice mm-hmm. over it's just very dangerous like cars literally cannot like there's no way you it's just gonna slide down this yeah that's dangerous it'd be like that and yeah, they don't really like ice a lot or what am I saying? Salt. Like normally in Michigan, like people are on it. Like there's like a shit ton of snow mm-hmm. plows and 
there's a ton of like salt everywhere but here because it doesn't have well it used to not happen as frequent that there the infrastructure is just not there and like on the opposite side in the summer like no none of these apartments and stuff have air conditioning or anything because it normally never really got that mm-hmm. hot like it was just a very nice climate but now we get like heat waves and freaking forest fires and um. It's a the four, the real four seasons. Yeah, like for real, for real. Like I was like low key when I came to interview, I was like, oh my god, like this is cute, <laughs> you know. I was like, I can't, I like these colors and thing. I'm like, she's looking very cute. I'm like, I could get used to this. Jk did not even know forest <laughs> fires were like a thing for real. Like you hear about it, but it's just like over there, you know. Yeah, boy. But is it cold on the island? I mean, I mean, it's still kind of our wet season. It's chilly, like in the evening. The breeze is like cold. You know, well, if, if for me, you know me already. I get cold for anything, but the breeze is really chilly. It's like jacket weather, but for the most part, it's pretty humid. Still, you know. Hmm. And are the waves waving like they were? Because them bitches look like they were ready to take people <laughs> out. I was like, damn, are we in Hawaii? I'm trying to trying to understand. But- yeah, it really depends on how the moon is. You know, like most full moons will get like um, rough seas and stuff like that. But, I mean, what are you going to do, huh? Is it you enjoy the waves? Or I mean, they're definitely gonna- not stopping people. What would you say? I feel it. Like, it's not stopping people exactly. from enjoying the yeah. water and stuff. Yeah, people will be out not, there. like, crazy to do Fishing, this. jet skiing, kayaking. Whatever it is, they're going to do it. I feel it. I feel it. I saw that you were working on, like, your goals for the year, vision boarding and ting. Oh, yes. I thought that was very cute. Like. What kind of got you, like, doing that? Or is it just something you were doing just to sort of plan out your goals for the year? Or is it something you do every year now? Well, my cousin, Bria, she actually um, hosted the event. And she wanted, well, she made her own vision board. And she wanted, like, the people around her to, you know, open their um, brain and open their eyes to see what what is it that you want, like, to accomplish this year, you know? Like, putting out goals is for yourself and stuff like that. So she created an event uh, with her close friends. And, and it was, like, a public event. You know, anybody could have came to just, like, jot down your uh, inspirations, your goals, anything that you want to happen. You know, it could be the impossible, you know, but still. She really wanted, she really pushed us all to, like, get them out of there and so that we could see every day, I guess, see every day. But yeah, it was really it was really engageable. Like everybody was engaged, and um, yeah, it was pretty fun. I got carried away. I didn't even realize what time it was. We were there till like maybe eleven o'clock. Still working on it, but yeah, it was pretty cool. I think visualization is like such a good tool. In general, like I feel like it has more power than like people realize. I've been reading a lot of books and like one of the central themes that I've noticed across like these different books has always been like 
visualization and like the power of yeah. it to manifest whatever it is that you like want so it like makes perfect sense that like this is something that is a great tool just for like even the beginning of a year you know yeah. to kind of like allow you to focus your attention for the rest of the year because it's like when you like visualize what you want like you're creating this image in your mind's eye and like the more engaging you make it and like the more real you make it it like I don't know how, but it's like you echo that sort yeah. of message outward and it like allows you to focus. So like when you sense an opportunity, you're like right there, you know, you act on it like immediately versus like, oh, like you're not even really aware because you're just moving about, just not really focused on what is important to you, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like... um you know how they say back then, um, the power of the tongue, like what you speak really, sometimes it may come true and stuff like that. It's kind of like the same mm-hmm. thing, like when you write down stuff and visualize stuff, you you train your mind to like, how do I say this, like magically make it happen, like you know? laser in. Yeah. yeah, I feel it. So then what was like, what was the central theme of your vision board this year? Well, I mean, I had a lot of stuff in there, but it's mostly to, like, um, you know, get closer with my family, build business bonds, uh, invest in myself. There's just a whole lot of stuff that I put down. Um, I had a, a beach house, you know. <laughs> I want to get a beach house. Hey, hey. <laughs> Manifesting that. You know, I travel the world with my loved ones and stuff like that. And yeah. Hashtag girls trip. Oh, yes. Still pending. Still pending. (laughs) I feel it. That's awesome. I feel like those are all great areas to place intention. I feel like for me this year, it's really just like getting clear. You know what I mean? Like getting grounded. Like my... It's been interesting, like, I when I design my agenda, it's sort of, like, my way of mm-hmm. doing vision boarding because I typically include, like, a lot of, like, the quotes that are about the sort of the mindset that I want to have, which is, like, being positive, being mindful, being yes. in the moment, like, letting go of, like, the fear and anxiety of doubt or just, like, the, the wanting to control the outcome, you know, just relinquishing all of these delusions <laughs> that get in the way of you just being and like in it. And then I have like a lot of like photos that I take from wherever that reflect sort of like the, what is it that about my life that is very valuable mm-hmm. to me? And like a lot of it, is very green theme. Like I was just very, it was like very earth sign esque, which is ironic because I am an earth <laughs> sign, I suppose. Makes sense. Um, but it was just like a lot of like, like getting back in touch with land, you know, like that island life, like being a cultivator, yeah. like because we grew up in it, you know, this is like normal. It's like yeah. exactly. I know, and it was so cute because, like, when I came home, that was one thing that I noticed. Like, in just even my like family was like they all plant, you know, they all try to grow mm-hmm. crops, like have just little gardens and I was just like oh like it just felt so good to kind of see that reflected in in our in our history or lineages traditions you know oh yes it's beautiful but how has it been for you now being you know home for 
It's been a, a few years now that you've been back. Yeah, it's been about a year and a half. Yeah. I was, you know, my life has definitely slowed down. I can definitely say that. Island time is <laughs> one of a thing. But um, I'm trying to make the most of it, you know, to be with family more. And uh, I started work again. So doing that, adult things. <laughs> You're funny, bro. I guess, like, is there, like, having left and coming back, is there, like, things that you recognize mean more to you now than maybe they did before when we were, you know, kids and just not really, like, when home was all we really knew because, you know, we hadn't really mm-hmm. left and stuff and you can easily just overlook things, I think, that are actually very meaningful to you. Or mm-hmm. is there anything that sort of stood out when you came back as like, like, I'm so grateful to have these things, you know, whereas before I maybe took them for granted or just let it sort of slip by. I would definitely say embracing the culture. I feel like when I left, um, like going to the U.S., everybody is like to themselves. They believe in this individualism, you know, their their rights and Everybody to themselves now, and then when I came back home, it's like, I got so stuck into, like, the American routine. It's like, okay, you know, I got to chill down. I got to, you know, slow things down, get on track. But, yeah, it's been it's been pretty chill for the most part. Do you feel like the state impacted sort of your like philosophy because you've always sort of been a very like chill individual you know and I'm curious like Mm -hmm. did that being in the states make you sort of feel like you had to perform because it's a lot more competitive and aggressive and like people are always like go 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 and like never never really relax and they're just wound up so tight I feel like that's very just opposite to your your nature Yes, it definitely is, for sure. You know, it's kind of hard because I wasn't really into the whole American vibe. You know, I always stuck to myself and my Caribbean people while I was up there. So it, I never really drifted myself into their their way of living, you know? How do I say it? Yeah. Mm. I always kept... Myself, like, if you see me, you'll be like, yeah, that's definitely an island girl over there, you know? But, yeah. Like, what sort of shaped your philosophy on life? Because, like, I feel like no matter what is going on in the world, like, you're always just sort of happy and content and going with the flow and just sort of, like, relaxed. Like, I don't know if maybe that's just a misperception from the outside looking in, but... How have you, like, what, like, why are you so chill? You know what I mean? What do you know <laughs> that we don't know? <laughs> now for a message from our sponsors. Thank you for supporting this podcast. If you are enjoying this episode, share it with a friend and leave us a review. It 100% helps us grow this podcast and get our message out there to help and inspire others. Have thoughts or opinions you want to share? 
join the conversation on Anchor or on Spotify. I love to hear from you all, and I can't thank you enough for your support. With that, let's get back to the good stuff. Well, you know, I... You know, I feel like in life, everything happens for a reason. Uh, whether it's it's good or bad, I feel like it's there's a message behind everything. And, um, you know, I trust in God. So, you know, I have faith. I have a lot of faith. Um, I would say that that's mostly why I'm chill about anything, even if it could be the worst thing that I could hear for the day. I always try to like reflect on the good. I'm always positive. I like to stay positive. Yeah. Is there ever is it ever challenging to stay positive or it's like because you're able to cultivate faith it never really gets to that point because you have that sort of just acknowledgement that it will work out in the end because faith that is that is faith, you know, just like Understanding mm-hmm. that in the moment, you know, everything is okay, even though it may seem like it isn't. And that's enough strength to sort of move on to the next moment. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have felt fear and um, self-doubt. But like I said, I just kept the faith. Of, if there's something was bothering me, then I would, you know, pray about it. You know, let it out there for the world to deal with. <laughs> But yeah, I just you just got to keep a, a clear mind and you'll be fine, you know? I feel it. I feel it. I feel like you for sure are one of those people that also keeps great company. Like you have an incredible support system, like absolutely incredible. Like you said, you know, one of your things was to keep family close. I'm just like, how much closer could y'all get? I'm like, y'all are already so freaking close. <laughs> wait this room for closeness in there i thought i thought everybody was already like that. <laughs> yeah the, there's room trust me there's there's always room for more in life but you know growing up in the, the family it was we were always close you know um my great-grandmother she always she always um reflected the the word love you know and she really showed us what love is about and how important it is to love and share with one another. Be very given to everybody, whether if it's your family, your friend, it could be a stranger, it don't matter. That's so yeah, beautiful. to just to just give, you know, you gotta give in order to receive. And that's it's like a cycle, you know, that's how that's how life works. That's so beautiful. I mean, I definitely see that reflected in just like how you all are. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. ever since even I've known you, it's always been loving. And I felt that I feel like from the moment we met that it was just like that was what this was. And the gratitude that I feel for you guys, I feel like it's just it's it, the, there's not even words. I think that can explain it, because when you see like what genuine unconditional love is like, it's just like. Ah, like how could you just not you know just like I don't know I don't even know what to say it's just like it there's no feeling like that to have Mm -hmm. people that just let you be who you are and just love you for it you know and that kind of support like 
I feel like so many people, if you don't have that, get it because it, it really is one of those things that I feel like makes life absolutely 10 times more incredible because you have like support and I feel like like you were saying about America is a very individual focused place so Martin Mm -hmm. is like even though I feel like at times can be very lately more selfish I still feel like there is this sense of community um of course still is there but I feel like, I don't know, with, like, how the island has changed, like, since Irma and stuff, it's sort of been maybe less at the forefront. Mm-hmm. It's still there, you know, if you know where to look. I mean, we are the friendly island. I express that a lot, you know. Do you think, like, we, we were always the friendly island, or is it just, like, a marketing thing, you know, for... No, I think that we were always, you know, because if a tourist were to stop and, for example access for directions we'll be more than willing like we'll go the extra mile to make sure they they reach where they gotta go you know what i mean oh, that reminds me what alonzo <laughs> was helping that one dude <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that is true i don't know it depends what you talk to because if you say some ignorant shit to me i'm not gonna be the one to help i might just be like brody <laughs> get get away please just back up okay just back up with the ignorance like Thank you. Yep. Ah. But I guess, like, now that you're on the island and, like, you make a living there, like, how has it been being, like, a working adult? Like, do you think it's very different than kind of just being, like, a teenager on the island? Like, there is it is there a different tone to adulthood there? like, Or is it kind of just the same work hard, party harder lifestyle? Yeah, I would I would say it's the same. I wouldn't say it's much of a different for me the work goes by real fast like it's like I get up in the morning go to work and then have lunch back to work and then the day is over it's like four o'clock there right around the corner and then you just do the whole cycle again and what do you do now right now I work as a operator and admin assistant in the treatment plant in in town and i basically take samples of the sewage and we basically test like the water levels to see if it's if the sludge is thick or not if it's um the water quality is good because the the sewage actually goes into the pond i'm not sure if you knew that but i didn't even know that until i got there but yeah, once it goes through the the effluent, which is like the the last resort to like uh, clarify the water, it goes straight into the pond, and we basically have to make sure that the water is sustainable enough to so that like the animals in the pond don't die, you know. So interesting. I'm curious, like. How so? How does that whole sampling process, or like even the treatment process, work? So it's like it enters in from one central place, or is it more based on the districts that like their their sewage is treated differently, or is it just like it all comes to the same place? Yeah, and it's all yeah. It all there? comes to the the plant. The septic trucks they come mm. from six a.m. to six p.m. 
and they offload the sludge. And then it's like a whole complicated plant, but I'm going to just break it down. And then it goes into this um, aeration part where it's like just spinning. Like it's the sludge is like basically breaking down. And then it goes into a whole other systems before it reaches the effluent pit. And that's where the, the water is more clear. You can see like right through it. And then the sludge would go to the sludge beds, which is like, it's kind of like, how do I explain this? It's a bed, but like with sludge. And once the sludge dries, they take the sludge and they put it on the landfill. I don't know why, which is the dump. Mm. I don't know why they would put it there, but I know some farmers, they accept the sludge because it's really good. It's like a good fertilizer for crops and stuff. So yeah. I know that. Yeah. I feel like that would be an interesting approach to just like reducing our overall waste, you know, as an island, because our dump mm-hmm. is, it is a site for sore eyes and she is a hill that's, you know, it's just like, <laughs> why are you here though? <laughs> like, can we like do better? Uh, yeah. Um, but it's interesting that they would put this, the, the bioways there as opposed to yeah like back into the soil to increase like organic content of our soil mm-hmm. because i know like that's one thing that like i i don't know if it's a myth or fact because i i don't actually know how our what is the you know quality of our soil for growing crops but like it's always like sort of the excuse of like oh our soil is not good for growing plants so like that's why we don't have our own you know farms on the island but Mm -hmm. if we did have a way of taking like waste and turning it into fertilizer that could then nourish all of our mountainside or hillsides because let's be real it ain't no mountain Um, (laughs) and like you know just increase the organic content so that we could grow more like fruit food giving crops or like have Mm -hmm. more like plants in our ecosystem that not only offered shade and like added to the diversity of the ecosystem but also could feed the people you know sustainably annually because i mean we are in one of the best tropical zones for cultivating anything you know like the fact that we it just like it makes no sense to me that i understand we you know are capitalistic in our economic structure and we want to sort of become a modernized nation, but I'm like, why do we have to do it like these other industrialized nations? Like we're not, we're barely that big. You know what I mean? Like our population is not even remote. Like one company in America alone could hire the entire Island. Bucks. So I'm like, why are we trying to be like that when clearly we don't have the space or the manpower for that type of lifestyle? Like we should really, I feel like be going back more to our roots of like, this is sort of what we need. This is what we generate. How do we make this a circle, you know, instead of it being like we import stuff, we consume a bunch of stuff. We generate a bunch of waste and that just goes into a landfill that just sits there 
and continues to grow with no end in sight. Like that will become like, what are they going to do? Is that going to be our new peak parody? And then they'll <laughs> like put a freaking what you call it zip line from the top of that and call that the new flying Dutchman. You know, oh, like dead. I'm just like, what? How is this going to play out? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny now, but it's it's a real serious problem issue that we really have to face. Eventually, it's going to be worse and we won't be able to deal with it. You know, so, yeah, I totally agree with you. We got to do, we got to find ways to, like, reuse, like, recycle or something to, you know, limit the garbage that goes there mm. or something. Something got to give some i mean i thought they even banned plastic but i saw plastic when i was there i was like "Mm -mm." (laughs) i know sarah i'm like i thought i thought we passed this rule but i guess not or maybe it's just like not even being enforced or what but i guess like i'm curious like having been on the island for so long and having sort of a historical family like yours that literally like when i think of like what a saint martiner is if we're trying to pull that card i'm like it's definitely like your family for sure <laughs> hands down you know what i mean the roots are deep on yeah. both sides so i'm like i'm curious like how like what vision do you see for the island like what would you love to see the island become because i remember when we were looking at like the vintage photos of what the island used to be Mm-hmm. versus like what it is now like a part of my heart breaks you know i'm like freaking hell like what did we become you know yeah. and like where where do we go from here kind of i would like to see more like natural reserves on the dot side i feel like we have a lot of them on the front side but not enough on the dot side i mean we know that that side is more like developed as far as businesses and I'm sure more people live on the Dutch side than the French. Like the French side has way more land, more more space, you know. But I feel like the French also give more of a fuck, you know what I mean? Like they have to answer yeah. to France, whereas the Dutch side is just a bunch of rebels in a coup and they just doing whatever, whatever best interests them, which... I'm like, I don't know how looking ghetto is going to be in your best interest, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, to each their own, I guess. <laughs> Not the ghetto. I mean, when I see people parking up on the sidewalk hitting with Bruh. no bucks to give, I'm kind of just like, um, police officer, I know you see this, like, <laughs> and you just bike right past this. No, didn't honestly. Even, didn't even do nothing, like... <laughs> that's literally how it is like not even one ticket officer like not even one like oh my god yeah nah bro the most they'll do if if they're if you're in the car the most they'll do is maybe knock on your window be like you can't stay here you know like (laughs) no problem I get moved. I just went on somebody right in that shop that's a damn freaking lie too you know (laughs) Yeah, the laws uh, on the side are not enforced, and it's sad. It's like, you what know? laws? It's just like this is this is free man's <laughs> land. Okay, bro. You can do whatever you get here, that's all. That's it. Once you get here, you can do whatever the hell. It's pretty Honestly, much. 
Which I'm kind of like, I get it, but we need some kind of rules. Like, come on. I honestly view that side of the St. Martin like GTA. Like, <laughs> literally like GTA. You can do whatever the fuck you want, whatever you want, any like anytime, any day, any that's hour. accurate. That's so accurate. And I feel like that's why a lot when a lot of tourists come here, they feel so free and they always want to come back and sometimes even retire on the island, you know, because they it's like a it's like a, a home away from home that you've always dreamed about, you know? I feel it. Because it's not like you can have your titties out in America. Next thing you know, they're going to red flag you, block you, and find you in the same day. Like, oh, You can't be nude? Na- not really. I mean, not beach? even on Instagram. Like, you can't even be naked. Like, I mean, if you if you chose to, you know, consensually upload, like, even even a remotely semi-sexual image of a female body and there's nipples exposed like instagram will flag that shit with the quickness like but if they're yeah. male nipples and it's kind of like okay which again yeah that's true it don't make it sense but i guess <laughs> i guess i don't know like for me like i hope that like you were saying about the natural reserves i would like mm-hmm. to see more of that like just more I don't know, like small community, sustainably focused, just like design and initiatives where it was really like focused on improving the quality of life for the locals. Like mm-hmm. it just breaks my heart to see our people struggle in like any capacity. It, even though I know it is to some degree self inflicted by the decisions that y'all made, now you gotta sleep with them. Um, I still like have, you know, empathy, I feel like, for the fact that people have to work multiple jobs and the minimum mm-hmm. wage is so low and like, you know, the property, you know, the cost of land there is only gonna go up, especially as they continue to develop that just de- destroys the few green hillsides that we have and that yeah. impacts our ecosystem, you know, that impacts the quality of air, that impacts the fish that we can fish from our seas, like even this, you know, the, what do they call it, seagrass, sawgrass, sawgrass, yeah, problem, and like how that's infecting, you know, the air quality, I just feel like our people deserve better, like our children, did the youth deserve better, and sometimes I'm like, it, it can be really difficult for me to see it because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I love that place. You know, it's so beautiful and special and the people are my favorite in the entire world. And just to see like the neglect when we had something that was like a true gem, you know, and yeah. just to see it sort of be cut piece by piece, you know, just so somebody can feel like they, are equivalent to like American celebrities or Amer, you know, just like that idea of like the one percent. Like they're trying to become this image, and I'm like, why though? Like yeah. those people are miserable and unhappy <laughs> and freaking toxic. I'm like, why? Like you have an actual slice of freaking paradise that these people will be willing to pay billions of dollars to get, mm-hmm. and you are willing to just sell yourself. I'm like, oh. Oh, <laughs> how? But I do think, though, we do have like potential to to change. Like when I see cultivators and I see the work that you do with like bio waste and that, that does go to farmers, and they're able to cultivate from that. Like 
it's incredible. Like it shows you the potential of where we could go, you know, if we had like more like mm-hmm. local farming or even I honestly think if they legalized some things, it would only benefit the community. It would benefit like people's mental health. It would benefit the community's ability to generate like mm-hmm. more. If we're thinking about like tag, I mean, tourism dollars, like you think being like the first weed legal Caribbean destination is not going to bring people to the rock. Like, come on now. Okay. Let's be yeah. real. Like, People would gladly, like, I mean, even if they look at, like, how much the weed legal states in America make from, you know, the tax dollars that the weed industry brings, I'm like, why would you, mm-hmm. why would you not want a piece of that? You could tax that, you know, you could tax it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a good and it's a bad thing for certain people, too. I feel you. I feel you. Because we do have the whole addiction Cause you know, you know the trap too. houses. They gonna they gonna feel it. But I mean, they would become disposed. Why not? I guess, but you know, some of them they don't really like. They like to stay incognito. You know, they have their people that regularly come by them, and you know. I guess. I don't know. But Maybe. I'm like, we'll you see. could like grow this up. Op- I mean, I see where you're coming from. Like, there is the. They're making they bank, you know, in the way that they are, and why rock the boat? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you could make more bank. I'm like, because then you could do like a lot more stuff with it that maybe you wouldn't be able to do. That's true, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and that could open like an entire industry just for the region that I think like is currently untapped. And like, why not? And I mean, like, I know they're focused like a lot on crypto, which. Again, I feel like our government officials just like to hop on trends, but I do see like the benefit that that could bring the region just because of like all the international shenanigans that we have to deal with and like mm-hmm. the fact that we can't use PayPal or Venmo or Cash App or any of these very, very nice applications. Uh, crypto could sort of give us an avenue to make do business internationally without being penalized by the mistakes of others yeah i would say a lot of the like the restaurants in simpson bay they actually do accept bitcoin cash i noticed like some chinese some chinese shops too and i think that's a like i know a, a lot of the taxis actually accept that too that's interesting and i was really surprised to see that cuz you know, taxis are like the the first set of people that tourists, you know, would have a connection or, you know, with. So, you know, I honestly, I do hope that it it gets bigger and, you know, I see we got a, a Bitcoin ATM as well. I guess baby steps, you know, you got to start somewhere. It's just, like, if we're going to move in that direction, I'm like, can we also fix our Wi-Fi? Like, can we have strong, <laughs> sustainable internet? We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I'm just like, who do I need to talk to to petition some of these initiatives, please? But, I mean, one thing that I will say But I think it's changed. also important to educate the people about oh, facts. Like, this other currency. 
I think that is one thing. We have a lot of lacking of education in a lot of key areas, like around social services, community development, and then like financial literacy and independence. Mm-hmm. You know, I think these are areas yes. that we don't, yeah, there is not a lot of like material, I think, to educate Caribbean communities about sort of these things that are only in their best interest. Like, I honestly, with like the investing part, like the fact that the people aren't able to invest in like any international stock market is only like hurting our people and the local economy because this is like wealth that all of these families could have been generating as St. Martin's tourism economy grew. Like, instead of it just being like select businesses or select families having this opportunity, it would have been like anybody, anyone's grandma, you know, could have had right. a little mutual funds account back in the day i would have been sitting real pretty right now you know and it would have made it i think a lot easier for folks during covid and after irma to have something where it wasn't like dependent on service-based work you know or consumption-based behavior Mm -hmm. but who knows i have faith you know i do because if there's one thing you can kill, is say Martin people's spirit. I just, it is resilient, you know, so <laughs> freaking resilient. <laughs> like, yeah. Looking forward, like, what do you? What like? What are some of like the small businesses that, or small like entrepreneurial areas that you think are like? gonna be interesting to explore in the next few years because i've been seeing a lot of like skincare and just like event planning and things like that but as i'm curious like you've even you know in trying to develop partnerships locally uh are there like other areas that you see are sort of like starting to pick up some speed or just being like a an area of interest You mean like on an island? Yeah. Well, I can say during COVID, I realized like a lot of people started selling things, whether it's like eyelash or lip gloss or, you know, clothes. It could be anything small. Like I, I feel like COVID really made people come out with things that they always wanted to you know I feel like they had more time to think and formulate to bring something out to the community that they can you know Mm. share that's beautiful to see I'm I I love that you know just more small businesses people just trying to figure out what speaks to them Yeah, speaking of businesses, I also want to, you know, come out with a few businesses that I have in mind. Um, I was also, I was thinking about coming out with a clothing, a clothing brand specifically in luxury streetwear. Mm. You know, the normal, yeah, clothes, white as well. Just want to bring it out to those around me, you know comfortable Mm -hmm. quality wear i also thought about well i told you this about i told you about this coming out with um like a water brand 
we still got to talk more about that. Facts. Water is the source of life. So I feel it. I'm yeah. plus like water is like my A one day one too, you know? Oh <laughs> like yeah. People we, know me. We, I know that from. <laughs> from decades ago. So you see Haisha, you, you, if you see Haisha, you gotta see a water bottle either next to her in her bag, in her hand, something. Haisha always traveling with water. I love it. Tastes good, you know? Zero calories, you know, sugar free. <laughs> The good stuff. But yeah, I mean, water's amazing. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I love it. I love me some good water. And even just coming home and like drinking like Volvic and like heavenly water. I was like, oh, my soul. I've missed these brands. <laughs> the little things in life, you know. Oh, yes. But I guess, you know. As we wrap up the podcast, you have wisdom for the people, the people out there in the streets trying to have faith as the world does its thing, you know, being crazy and unpredictable. You know, do you have like words of inspiration for the people out in the streets trying to make the most of this beautiful gift we have called life yes i have some words you know just live life to the fullest live it to the fullest that's that's it if you don't live the life that you want you're not gonna be happy you're not gonna be satisfied you're gonna be living a life for somebody else you know do you do what you want I mean, obviously, nothing illegal to get yourself in trouble, but you know, really do what you want. Don't get caught, but do what you want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the number one rule is to never get caught. <laughs> but yeah, just live life to the fullest. You know, there's so much. There's so much that life can give. And yeah, just be grateful, practice gratitude, be happy, and yeah. I feel it. I mean, I if there's one person that I know that exhibits all of what you just said, it's you. Like, really and truly. Like, you for sure, like, I know why I'm so drawn to you. is just because you literally are that. Like, you are always sort of in the moment, just going with the flow, just letting mm-hmm. life unfold for you. And the love that you show and that you share, it's it's priceless. And I'm forever grateful to have you be my writer, you know, because life would be so much less hilarious without You're you by my though. side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Forever grateful. Forever grateful. Yes, I feel the same way, Hoysha. You you truly are a blessing to my life. It's likewise, homie. Likewise. And you truly are a blessing to my life, man. I love you, homie. I know. I know. I I'm just super excited for what the future has in store because Mofos would say they say like when you leave, friendships die and I was like, ha, you don't know my homies. <laughs> you don't know. 
You don't know. 